Hi, my name is Maddie Fonline. I'm here at Canoe Copia in 2022. I am originally from Colorado, but I moved to Ely, Minnesota to become a canoe guide. And over my six summers of canoe guiding, I love going to Paragus to get the gear I need. I shop there quite often since it's the best place to get good quality gear, as well as I send a lot of my other folks, people I guide to Paragus, so they're set for their Boundary Waters trip. Pragus Northwoods Company. Find them in Ely, Minnesota, just off Sheridan Street. You'll know them by their loon. Um, this is Cotton Candy Man, and I'm going to start. Welcome to episode 62 of a WTIP Boundary Waters podcast from Canoe Copia. I'm with Joe Fredericks. I'm here with Matthew Baxley. Canoe Copia, day two. It is near the end of Saturday of the largest paddle sports expo in the nation in Madison, Wisconsin. Not our normal scene for the podcast. We are far from the wilderness today but consequently surrounded by more wilderness lovers than ever before. We've talked with people from all over the country today about the Boundary Waters. We've heard some stories about people's favorite trips, favorite entry points, favorite lakes, favorite fishing holes. Uh, We've talked with people who've never been to the Boundary Waters but are really looking forward to their first trip. I think a thing that we kept hearing whenever it'd be, I haven't been to the Boundary Waters Yet. Yet. <laughs> that was a thing. That was said often. Yes. Not said as often as, yes, I've been. Yes, I love it. And even, yes, I love your podcast. Uh, but there are a lot of folks who are just, it's a place that's on their list. And they paddle all over the country. And the Boundary Waters is the place they want to be. You know, Matthew, we were here in 2019. It was our first time at Canoe Copia. We were maybe, we didn't know what we were getting into, but we were a little bit, at least that first night, overwhelmed, I think is the right word to use. But it was also early in the podcast. It was our second or third season, so we didn't have too much recognition amongst the listeners and the people who were there in 2019. 2022, now we're in season five, and we've had a number of people, I mean, not to toot our own horn here, but people that have come up to the booth and said, I love. I know the podcast. They see the post, the banner, and the logo, and they recognize it. And you're Matthew and Joe. You don't, you don't look like I thought you would, or those types of things. They're recognizing it. Yeah, I I don't think it's a horn tooting because it's just confirming what we've been hoping to be accomplishing all along, which is to have this way of staying connected to our extended family. And it just, in a resounding way, was like, yeah, it's mm-hmm. happening. Yeah. These are people that, this, this, listening to this, not just makes them feel connected to the Boundary Wars, but makes them feel sane mm-hmm. in a world that can feel pretty insane. I had a lot of conversations about that today. That's why we're stopping at the end, near the end of day two, 
uh, to record this. And I know it's emotional, Matthew. I understand exactly what you're feeling right in this moment. Uh, because I've felt it too in conversations today where I've teared up with people that I've just met moments before who have talked about favorite episodes, favorite stories from the podcast, which leads into their reflection of their favorite. I remember when I was with my dad in 1974. Literally, those are the conversations we've had, and it's all been rooted in, I know your podcast, and therefore we can talk about these things. Yeah, it's I, I listen to the podcast, and I'm taking my kids in on their third trip, or I know the podcast, this is my son or daughter, and they're, we're going into this entry point this year. I mean, it's just yes and over and over again. And I think one of the most uh, cool parts about it is that I though I never actually met many of these people I feel like I know them and in this really kind of real way I do (laughs) yeah it's been so wonderful to see the curiosity of is this what these guys are are really like and you know we're just being ourselves on the podcast we're being ourselves here at Canucopia and that just carries over into these conversations that we've had with people from Friday night the first night day one to this full long day Saturday, Matthew. We've been here now talking with people. You could probably hear a little chorus in, in our voice, you know, of talking with people for eight hours straight at least. I think we're going on near nine now. Yeah. And and it's invigorating. And there's been, you know, I think these, the, I'm curious to hear what conversations have really stuck out to you, Joe, because... The, some of the conversations that have stuck out to me have been the folks who just can't stop talking. <laughs> and not in a bad way. Mm-hmm. It's just you see the light in their eyes and they, the stories just start to flow. Uh, some of my favorite recollecting just off the top of my head, I mean, we pulled out the recorder now because I was thinking, boy, I've had so many really genuine deep wonderful conversations today i don't know if i'm going to remember them all and i'd like to write them down and you said well let's just talk them out <laughs> let's just mm-hmm. let's just talk it out right now and uh, some included reflections about janice matichuk the quetico ranger and those stories and some some have been just about uh, you, uh, you guys going out making sushi with the tumble home guys and that crossover and I think people were really relating to that episode a very recent episode from here in 2022 because it's this merger of the like what's the deal with those two different podcasts and oh they're, they're out there making sushi and catching fish and that's cool and stories about the fires the closure those types of things people are listening to the podcast in a way that I wasn't aware of that had happened in the past three years, that they're listening attentively to what we're sharing. And it's not just the stories themselves, but it's our journey. It's the way that it parallels their journey of... Finding your own hope and light 
I talked to, we had these fellas come by the booth last night. Right as we were close, we actually were asked to please leave. <laughs> we, got, we got sort of kicked out, Multi- you know, in I mean, a good way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, actually only, I think it was like five or six guys. Two of them were avid listeners. Chicago guys are in that area. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it was this really fun thing because one of the guys was like, wait, just please keep talking. Just keep talking. Oh, it's you. <laughs> and, and that was fun. I mean, that guy actually felt myself turn a little red. But as we talked, it was like this whole process of relating to not just the boundary waters, but to starting a business and then having to shut it down of, um, you know, the importance of relationships, the people that you go into the wilderness with and how those relationships form and change you the importance of a mentor you know they were sharing with me some of the mentors that got them into the outdoors and i was sharing the same and these stories they're like they unite all of us and they're human and they're relational and it was just so real that's right matthew we're going to hear from some people that we've met along the way in fact somebody just popped around the corner aubrey from red bud suds uh a friend who we met at our first time around there she is right there. Aubrey, hello. Hi. Queen of soap and the queen of the banjo. Whose voice is uh, a bit faded on day two, but hello, Aubrey. It is so good to see you guys. And yes, my voice is, is subpar, but I'm hanging in there. <laughs> as you can hear, uh, Aubrey's been doing plenty of talking uh, as well. And speaking of people that it's been wonderful to reconnect with. Mm-hmm. A real friend these days. Right, Aubrey, and it's uh, such a thing to be back here at Canucopia where we first met you. You played your banjo and your teardrop trailer, and then we came and saw you and the team in Ely, and they built these connections that Matthew and I were just talking about uh, through the podcast. And it's just such a community feeling here back at Canucopia this year to see people like Aubrey and other people and these new people that Matthew and I were just talking about. In fact, let's hear from a few other of the new people that we've met this year at Canucopia. All right, we're here at Canucopia 2022, and who am I talking with today? Miranda. And Dakota. Okay, and you live in Madison, Wisconsin yes, here? Yep, <laughs> yep, just down the road from Canucopia. <laughs> right on, cool. So you came up to our booth and said you've been listening to the Boundary Water, WTIP Boundary yeah. Waters podcast for a while. Uh, tell us what you think about it. It's it's really neat. It's kind of it's cool to hear the stories about the Boundary Waters through other people's eyes, yeah. I guess. It, right. It's, it's neat. <laughs> yeah, sweet. What, what do you like about it? Oh, exactly. I mean, you not only get to hear the different stories, but you really get to feel like you're in that place again, even in the dead of winter. Mm. Yeah. Yes, we've been in there, certainly. Yeah. Uh, so what do you like? Uh, it sounds like you were in the Boundary Waters uh, in the closure period last yeah. August and September when the wilderness was closed. So you mentioned, too, that you get into the wilderness. What do you like just about the Boundary Waters itself? The escape from everything. I mean, it, it's it's nice to be up there and just have nothing on your mind but the present yeah Yeah. exactly just the sheer solitude of nature and the absolute beauty you know you have the amazing trees and geology up there the history just everything yeah nice so you were in the Brule area you were telling me Brule Lake when the closure actually occurred like you were in the wilderness when in the closure happened and the Forest Service found you a little bit later, but tell me about uh, the experience of seeing some of the fires, the activity, or just what that was like being in there. Yeah, so the night before 
we ran into the Forest Service, we kind of had the idea like we should probably get out of here the next morning. Um, so, so we decided we were going to do that, and then on our way out, we ran into the Forest Service. Um, but the smoke over the water was really something else. Like it was, it was pretty, pretty wild. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. And you said that you realized or had the thought that maybe we should be getting out of here. Is there something you saw or that happened that made you think, okay, it's time to go? Uh, well, we saw the giant plume of the uh, John Elk fire uh, right off of Cliff Lake as we were heading back from Windchill, and that really kind of gave us the idea that mm, that looks like it's heading pretty quickly and pretty large, so we should maybe leave, and then South Cone filled with smoke, and it became difficult to breathe, and we shot, thought maybe, yeah, we should get out of here. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and there were, we, we were also noticing a large amount, well, maybe it was only two planes yeah, we flying overhead quite a bit quite a um, so we figured maybe they were doing a, a look to, and seeing where people were trying to locate as many people yep. yeah it, got, it was getting serious you yeah. realized it was something yeah. was happening here yeah uh, so how's canoe copia treating you this year it's our first time coming here and it's been a blast so far we've only been to one speech um, so far and it was really good yeah great well enjoy the experience thanks a lot for listening to the podcast and stopping yeah. by yeah thank you guys so nice to meet you thank you cool. yeah. Still here on Friday night at Canoe Copia, and somebody who was familiar with the radio station and the podcast came up to say hello. Who are we speaking with here? Uh, my name is Beth. And so you said you've been listening to the radio station, and you knew the podcast, and you knew a little bit about the North Shore in Cook County. Uh, tell us a little bit about your connection, familiarity with the Boundary Waters podcast. Well, I, I really enjoy the stories, and so when I'm out, you know, paddling... Uh, I think about the stories, and it feels like a, it's strange to say, but it feels like a shared camaraderie. You know, you just, you feel like you have this connection, and you listen to those stories, and they replay in your head, whether it's raining, or big waves, or rollers, or sometimes I even laugh out loud about them when I'm out there by myself, so it's real nice. Any specifically that stand out for you as maybe a favorite episode, or a favorite story, or favorite character that's kind of entered the podcast you know there's so many of them i um like i said i really enjoyed the ones where you're out there um in the winter time you can hear the snow and the crunching um i remember when you guys went to um sigurd olson's listening point and that was really special just again making all these connections with places and with people that have been so important to me for over four decades uh, so I think more than a single one, it's more just the tapestry that they weave. Yeah, Gosh, that's great. It's been a, such a pleasure to talk with you. And how's how's uh, Canoe Copia treating you this year? Oh, this is my first time. I'm embarrassed to say, and I don't know what took me so long to get here, but it's been like a, uh, it's kind of been a a uh, Hollywood. What's that? The place with all the stars in the sidewalk yeah like that uh walk of fame or something it's like the paddler walk of fame all these famous people here it's great you're one of them joe (laughs) well thanks yeah (laughs) no uh it's it has been a lot of fun for matthew and i again this year and and so much fun to talk with you beth so thanks for stopping by yeah thank you so much Matthew, the energy's high right now. Canoe Copia, you know how it just 
there's some surges involved in the whole experience. I mean, it's such a marathon of days that we're here, and sometimes you're really <laughs> riding high after a great conversation or, you know, some lulls or you just need a breather. And so we're feeling good right now. It's one of those just good energy times at Canoe Copia. And there's been some, some music in the air coming and going throughout the experience, both at night, some of the evening sessions, jam sessions and music, like past 10 o'clock at night you know and uh, you've you've had some opportunities to talk with some of the musicians and people that are here too Matthew around that front indeed yeah there one of the things about canoe copia that stands out is that there are some live performances uh, music that both speaks to our paddling community and speaks of the places that we all cherish and if it's not the specific place it is the general experience of the outdoors and the connection with nature and, and we're I got to sit down and talk with a couple of songwriters who have been uh, a part of Canoe Copia both for a very long time and for uh, just a, a few years now so we got kind of two different generations represented in some of this music and they've got a lot to say My name is Jerry Vandiver. Hi, uh, I'm from Nashville, Tennessee, and I'm a songwriter and musician there. And I am here in Canucopia, at Canucopia, which I have been for the last 10 years, minus the last two, um, to play songs that we have written about paddling and camping and everything outdoors. That's why we're here at Canucopia. We're making three presentations. And I'm Caitlin Evanson, singer, songwriter, touring musician, fiddle player for this guy and uh, for various other gigs. <laughs> uh, this is my third Canoe Copia and it has been a blast sharing the songs that he has and then he and I also have written for the canoe enthusiast. I, I've always been an avid paddler. Um, I'm originally from Kansas City and in my teenage years and early 20s and stuff, uh, I would go down to the Missouri Ozarks almost every weekend. Had a 90-pound Grumman canoe, you know, and, and paddled those arc streams and really found myself there uh, with friends. Then um, I decided, I didn't decide, someone else decided that I would go for, through a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> and, and one of my buddies, my outdoor buddies, who has been up here with me several times actually, said, I've got an attitude adjustment for you. We're gonna to go to a place called the Boundary Waters for two weeks. And he said, do you have a canoe? I said, sure, 90 pound Grumman, big mistake. But I, <laughs> but I went and it changed my life. That was 25 years ago and I've been going ever since, every year, uh, to the point where it's not just one trip, but several, sometimes multiple trips up and down from Nashville to, to the Boundary Waters and back and forth. And I've gone several times up into Ontario, Quetico, Wabakimi, Woodland Caribou, and things like that with those same people that introduced me to it in the first place. And he was right. It was an attitude adjustment. And um, I, I connected with it so deeply that, uh, you know, just, just like anything else you're enthusiastic about, you want to spread the word. And, and um, so I found people in Tennessee um, that, that occasionally would be interested in what I'm doing, but they usually didn't go up. And, and I wound up, thanks to the internet, finding myself on some bulletin boards and chat rooms and Facebook pages and stuff. And I actually connected with those people more because people up here have more of a tendency to, to 
connect with that than they do in Tennessee. And um, so, and, and during that course of that discovery, people started saying, are you gonna go to Canucopia? And I go, what's Canucopia? You know, and so, okay, yeah, I'll go up there. And then, and then I'll, oh my gosh, this is another planet. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah, so um, I had these songs and I go, and you know, they're, they're up until we came on, there is no music at this expo. Mm -hmm. And I just thought, I wonder, wonder what they would think if I came up with my guitar and played some songs. And the long story, the short story of the long story is they said, sure, come on up and try it and see what happens. And here we are 10 years later with an audience that we've connected with, you know. We're the same ilk. We love to do the same things. We love to paddle the Boundary Waters or a Southwest River or just a, a little stream in our hometown and we love to share that experience with them. And to have songs that share that experience with them and play them for them, you see it connect with them. And they're enthusiastic um, and they come up with their stories to me about how my music has made a difference, that they're here because we're here. Um, there's so many reasons, but it, it's just, it really warms my heart. I, I go back to Nashville so fulfilled after doing this event. I, I hope I can do it for many years to come. As I sit on this rocky shore Watching my river go by there's there's a silence in the boundary waters like no other um, and just that we share that moment of when you're paddling and you're paddling and you just put in and then you hit this Zen moment where you go oh that's what I came for you know um, so that is something that excites me when I come back here is to now not just play here and play our songs, our songs that we have a passion about with paddling, but to learn more about those other worlds out there. To see these booths that talk more about, in depth, about saving the Boundary Waters and, and, and other waters around that I haven't seen yet. It's whole new worlds to conquer. So that sheer passion and curiosity keeps me coming back too. But we also connect much deeper when we do songs like Peaceful Waters or The River Just Flows. And, and it's always so touching when we do it together, even when we rehearse. Mm -hmm. uh, Caitlin will say, she'll, she'll step back and say, and she'll let it flow through her when she sings it and when I play it. And, and I always know whenever we play those songs that there's something more going on. Mm -hmm. And I don't even, I don't know if I can even define it. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and um, uh, so we know when it touches us and when it touches them, we've really, that's, that's the magic. To be able to spread that that feeling that we all have and why we're here to people who aren't 
who've never sat in a canoe or kayak and have them feel a piece of that mm -hmm. is, is hugely rewarding. The songs wouldn't exist without that part of it. Yeah. And, and have, writing something and having the source of it be coming from something greater than yourself, that is where you know you're just an open vessel being used by something greater. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're going to make me cry. Uh, church up in here. <laughs> My heart longs for peaceful waters where every storm has taken me. Let Thank you for supporting our music, and we are equally grateful for WTIP, and I mean this seriously. It's just a wonderful station that, that exudes a personality like no other radio station I know. I listen to it on the internet. I love to, I plan my trips so I can make an appearance on WTIP. And it's, it's, a, it's, it's going on WTIP and talking, just doing what we're doing right now and playing some songs is equal to going into the Boundary Waters for me. So that's, that's my closing remark. Thank you. You said it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, day two at Canoe Copia early in the morning on Saturday. Met somebody else who knew the Boundary Waters podcast. Uh, what's your name? Heather Rudolph. Heather, uh, thanks for stopping by, talking with Matthew and I, and in the course of our conversation, uh, some familiar names to podcast listeners, Gabby and Warner from Germany, the Germans, as we've called them. Uh, you actually encountered or met them at we one did. point. We did. We were staying at uh, Bearskin Lodge, and we're out skiing the trails, cross-country skiing, and this couple started heading toward us, and we were on the same trail, and so we needed to step aside for this couple to pass, and so we stepped aside and then greeted them as they passed by. We said hello and whatever, and we realized, oh my gosh, that's Gabby and Warner <laughs> yeah. from the podcast, yeah. so that was a really fun fun experience for right. sure and what tipped you off like what was it that was like that's them their accents yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. for sure having heard them on the podcast and knowing that they love to ski up there and right. so it was a fun experience it was kind of surreal right <laughs> yeah. yeah cool and so uh, those types of stories about you know obviously you've been listening to the podcast uh, because you knew Gabby and Warner through that and uh, Warner has passed away as we've shared on previous episodes but uh, what about the podcast is it that you enjoy why do you tune in we love the Boundary Waters, so it's, you know, when we're not up there, it's a fun way to kind of keep in touch and learn about new products or learn about new tips or trails that people take. So it's just a fun way to be there when we're not there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, where's home? Where's uh, your, where do you live? St. Paul. Oh, cool. Yep, so local. Yeah, right. Yeah, huh? easy for us to get up there. <laughs> cool. Well, thanks so much for stopping by. Good to talk to you. Thanks, Joe. Hi, I'm Jenny Nelson from Spirit of the Wilderness Canoe Outfitters in Ely, Minnesota. 
and we spend send a lot of people to the Boundary Waters in the last couple years with the pandemic. We saw lots of great new people come into the Boundary Waters, and a few funny stories from that came from one person came in and said he was going to ride out the pandemic with the, in his RV in the Boundary Waters, and he asked, how do you get to the campsites in the Boundary Waters with my RV? We had to stop him and say, well, you know, it's not going to happen. There's no roads in the Boundary Waters, and you'd have to camp outside. And he was a little heartbroken knowing that he had to change his plans a little bit. He hadn't quite fully looked into stuff. That being said, we still had a lot of great people that came up and were introduced to the Boundary Waters that year, um, in the last couple of years, actually. And so it's really fun to see people getting involved in uh, doing stuff that we love. And Canoe Copia has been interesting because we haven't done sports shows for the last couple of years, so it's been kind of fun to see people again, to connect with customers and new people, and um, it's, been, uh, it's been fun. It is Sunday, and Canoe Copia is nearing its closing. A fast and furious and sometimes slow and simple weekend of community, of learning, of goods being bought and sold, and a lot of sharing. A lot of stories shared. Really still as inspired on Sunday afternoon, late Sunday afternoon, as I was Friday night by the engagement with WTIP Boundary Waters podcast from people who have listened to many episodes, some of the episodes, people who just love the Boundary Waters and were inspired to connect with the podcast, people of all ages and from all over the country, men and women, kids, kids taking the stickers and knowing about the, how to get the podcast app on their phone, <laughs> helping mom and dad. It's great. So many good connections. <laughs> it re- I mean, that has been an amazing element of this experience. Uh, there, it is uh, young and old, and there are generations of people here that have been sharing the wilderness with each other, family, friends. You know, the talk about how to inspire other people to go into the wilderness, and it is just so obvious to me that the most effective way to do that is to take somebody in right and we've heard from some of the outfitters on the other side of the boundary waters who had this experience at the beginning of the pandemic of phone calls from people who weren't familiar with what the boundary waters was how it worked the rv camper that we heard about from the ely outfitter that to get to where we are now and to hear from Aubrey, our friend at Redbud Suds, about significance of this weekend and pre-COVID, now back kind of that same weekend almost, the pandemic, the paddling community, this is a significant weekend and hopefully it will be for a long time to come. Right? <laughs> it is It is so many things rolled into one. Uh, and. There is an interesting way that it feels like things are opening up, the desire for things to open up, and that ranges from everything from social gatherings to Quetico. A lot of talk about Quetico this weekend. People wanting to get into the Canadian park because it's like their place. It's where they've found so many 
adventures and stories and memories, and they're anxious to get back. And we still have so. You know, one thing I think I'll take away this weekend, Matthew, is we still have so much to learn about the Boundary Waters. You and I, <laughs> so much uh, on both sides of the border. Mm-hmm. It there, it's so vast and when there are people here who have been exploring their whole lives and still have new places to go it doesn't it doesn't end mm-hmm. lakes i've never heard of lakes near the gunflint that i've never heard of people sharing things with me fishing tips or just their favorite spot to go in the sag area even even not that far up the ely side then you get into quetico we haven't even we've been doing this podcast for five years and we have just scratched the surface of this place would probably help if we didn't just keep going to duncan (laughs) 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 maybe maybe another thing i'll take away is it's time to broaden our horizons a bit it's easy it's easy for even us to get into our ruts joe fredericks (laughs) (laughs) well we've had a, a great time thanks to darren and the Rutabaga team, Canoe Copia. Big thanks. Big thanks. We've had a great time, and we're going to have some more content coming from here, but it's just been a great time of connection for us on the podcast. And whether you were here at Canoe Copia and you're hearing this, or you're just learning about it, or whatever your situation is as you hear this, uh, just know we're grateful to you for supporting through listening. It means everything to us. And that wraps up another family reunion via Canucopia 2022. What day is it? I'm so exhausted I can't even think straight. I don't even know where uh, we're going. Wait, wait, what? what? Uh, where are we? Oh, God. Peace.